bringing you an episode of Fort Riley, the podcast. This week, there was a lunchtime victims panel, and two survivors of domestic abuse told their stories to a room of uniformed leaders and program administrators at Fort Riley. The goal? To inform and educate about the realities of spouse abuse. One of the panelists couldn't talk to us because her case is still going to court. The other was able to tell us how she got help and got free of her abusive situation. So Roxanne, you just participated in a panel, and that that was pretty brave stuff. You yes. Know, it's, I'm still shaking a little bit. I guess the number one thing about domestic violence, and especially this month with the Awareness Month, why do you personally want people to know, A, the things that you've gone through, and, and how you got out. What What's important to you about telling your story? That people see everything I went through with having so many kids, because I have four young kids, you know, that there, there always is a way to get out. You are not stuck. As much as in your mind, you're going to always feel like I'm stuck. There's nothing I can do. If I leave him, then I have nothing. But you have everything if you have your kids still, you know, and you have yourself. You just have to have the courage to actually do it. So I want people to know like you need to do it as soon as you see that it's going to get bad because it's only going to get even worse. So get out while you can before you can't, you know, it might end up in, in death or something. So get out beforehand, have the courage to do it because you will make it and your life is going to be so much better once you do. Even if you're struggling, <laughs> struggling and happy is is better than, you know, being sad and scared and having things. Things can be replaced. So where do you draw strength from? My kids. I have to be strong for them. I don't have a choice. <laughs> I, they, they keep me, they keep me good. And I know in the army, they say stuff about family, but really it's a lot soldier-centric. Yeah. But what would you say to that spouse who, who is isolated? Where's the first place you would have them call? The victim's advocacy. That would be the first thing to do because they're not going... When they call you, it's a block number. So your spouse isn't going to know that it's them calling or that you're even talking to them. You know, and they keep things... They want to keep you safe. So that, that's really important. That makes you feel better. What would you say to somebody who's not even sure that it's abuse? Talk to somebody. Talk to a counselor or call the advocacy and see if they think it is. Because even little things that you would think is not abuse, it actually is. Even if it's just like mental abuse or emotional abuse. <laughs> Reach out. Talk to somebody. Yeah. And how long were you with your spouse? Almost eight years. And so tell me, I know you told the panel out there, but tell me, um, what's the situation for him now? What will happen to his career? He was court-martialed. And the only reason that happened was because I had a video of the incident happening. I knew that he wasn't going to notice me doing it, so I did it. 
So then I had proof of what was happening to us. Mm. That's the only reason he went to, to prison. What are you looking forward to most as you look down the hall at your future? Having a house for my children. Yeah. That's what they want. They want a house. And that's what I'm working towards to get. A nice house with a big backyard and a trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> and just having my kids, you know, remaining happy. We've already talked about there's hope, there's help. What about self-talk? What kind of messages do you give yourself today? Every night I sit down after I put my kids to bed and I spend that time, I have two hours usually, of just like watching TV and then just breathing in and telling myself that we're going to make it, we're going to do it, and just giving myself that motivation because I didn't have motivation or confidence or anything, self-esteem, nothing with him. And I have all that now. So I just try to keep reminding myself that I am a good mom, I am a good person, and I'm strong, and I'm gonna get through this. I tell my kids every day, my girls, what are you? And they know that to say that they're, they're beautiful, they're strong, and they're smart. And my boys say that they're handsome, and they're smart. <laughs> And they're strong. <laughs> James Cowan and Shar Camp are two victim advocates who work with Army Community Service Domestic Violence Victim Advocates Office. They offer a listening ear, resources, and hope to victims of domestic abuse. And when we talk victim advocate, a lot of people automatically jump to sexual assault. Yes. So tell me about your kind of advocacy. The kind of advocating that we do is for domestic violence. We uh, specialize in assisting individuals who may be experiencing some form of abuse. I prefer to use the word domestic abuse uh, versus domestic violence because <clears throat> when you say domestic violence, the first thing some people think is automatically got to be physical. But when I use the word domestic abuse, and I use it in a lot of classes I teach, then they were like, okay, what's the difference? Domestic abuse covers physical, verbal mental, emotional, sexual, and financial. So we can assist them and say, no, it doesn't have to be physical. You know, it doesn't have to just be verbal. It can be any of those six. So that's, that's uh, the type of advocating that we do. It is common to, if you don't have all six, yeah, they, you will have a few that are verbal and physical, uh, and mental and emotional. But when she tries to leave, then it turns to physical, then it turns to financial, even some sexual. You know, sexual is becoming common uh, right now to be tied with that. So talk to me about one of the things that I heard today, um, transitional compensation. That's transcom. What is that? Transitional compensation is, is when the soldier member, there's some type of UCMJ pending on the soldier uh, for whatever reason, also accompanied with spousal abuse. Uh, it's the Army's way of compensating that spouse and helping the spouse, if they qualify and if it's approved at the Fort Sam level, then they will get a monthly stipend for so many years. Uh, it ain't much, but something is better than nothing. And I think that is a wonderful thing that the Army has. Do you help the applicants through that process? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And also, we have a uh, victim liaison at JAG. If someone finally realizes that what they're experiencing is domestic abuse, 
do you help them plan? And what are some of the things you help them plan for escape? Absolutely. We will safety plan with anybody, uh, any situation, um, especially, um, you know, just when somebody's saying they're emotionally abused, you know, the their situation will typically escalate. It's not going to just stay with emotional abuse. I mean, there's usually other things going on, even though they may not be reporting those things. Um, but yes, we will safety plan with anybody um, to help them with their, you know, to get out safely. A lot of times it requires what we refer to as safety planning. Because why? Abusers do not like for their victims to get out of the control circle. It is all about power and control. And when he or she starts to talk about leaving the relationship, what they hear is you're trying to get out from underneath my control. So what we do is sit down with them and figure out, okay, what's the best way for you to get out of this relationship? So what would you tell somebody listening to this podcast today if who may not who may just start to be realizing something's not right. What I recommend, if it doesn't feel right, if it doesn't seem right, if you're not happy, even if you're not sure, come and talk to a victim advocate. And they could be, one thing about that's good about us is they can be restricted or unrestricted. Meaning restricted, meaning what we talk about stays between us. I don't go talking to the chain of command or anybody like that. If you're a restricted report and you just want us to talk amongst the, between the two of us and you're not ready to get other people involved, that's fine. We can do restricted. Or they can come and talk to us unrestricted. You know, hey, you talk to whoever you need to talk to on my behalf to help me get through this process. So talk to me about who you serve. Is it only active duty families? T- tell me who your cl- clients can be. Uh, my clients, we serve active duty, active duty soldiers. We serve uh, uh, soldiers who are in the reserve that are now on Title Ten. We serve family members who are married to active duty. We've served family members that are uh, married to retirees. You know, uh, and for those who don't meet the criteria for us to talk to, in other words then we can refer them to the crisis center where there's victim advocates at the crisis center that can help them. Uh, but we will talk to them first and say, okay, hey, what's going on? As much as we can, and then we'll make the referral. We don't say no. That's what I love. We don't say no. You come and talk to us. Please, please, please. And we will talk until the cows come home. Is there anything you that you think is really important for somebody out there who might be in the middle of their, you know, their situation, their crisis? They should know. The, yes. If you are in a power controlling relationship, you're dealing with someone who's abusive, power controlling. Anything that they have told you about what your outcome is going to be without them in your life, it is all lies. It is all manipulation. When you come to a victim advocate, when you get away from these individuals, you will turn around and turn back and look and see how much you were lied to. Don't be afraid. Don't believe the lies and manipulation. If I want them to remember anything, and I do say that, don't believe the lies. Don't fall for the manipulation. Probably the most satisfying thing for you must be to see lives mended. 
Oh, you said it right. Oh, there is no, there is no greater feeling knowing that your client tells you, I'm where I want to be. I'm good. I'm safe. I got this. That That's when you know you've done your part. I still talk to my very first client from 2015. Still check on her. She calls and check on me. Wonderful life. Oh. Wonderful life. And, 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 and when they tell me that they are doing okay and they have made it, that's when I know I've done my part. I know I've done my part. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and the theme is Break the Silence. If you need to talk to somebody, call the Domestic Violence Hotline at 785-307-1373. Oh,